G'day Hawks fans and welcome back to the Talking Hawks podcast. I'm your host for tonight, Smitty, and it is an absolute pleasure to have the great Liam on board with me. Liam, how are you today? I'm going well, Smithy. Early recording today, but keen to get cracking. So hope uh, you're doing well as well, mate. Early bird gets the worm. And this is actually our first uh, one-two partnership together. We've done recordings with more people involved, but this is the first time it's just been me and you. So I'm thoroughly looking forward to this. Uh, and we are going to be talking all things opposition analysis with St Kilda. So before we start, like always... Uh, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do on whatever podcast platform you choose to use. It could either be hitting a plus button, it could be hitting a tick button, or anything else. Just give us a subscribe. We are the one-stop shop for all Hawks audio content. If you haven't checked us out on the social media pages either, please do that. Talking Hawks on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. We have been going absolutely nuts with the content lately, and it has been a massive hit with fans. So if you haven't checked us out, please do. But let's get into it, Liam. We are looking at the Saints today. They are currently six on the ladder with a percentage of 104.7. But it's been a pretty unconvincing last six weeks for the Saints. They've gone two and four, and their two wins have been real close wins against West Coast and North Melbourne. So it seems like after the hot start, mate, they're just starting to run out of gas towards the end of the year. Potentially, they may have also taken the foot off said gas against West Coast and North Melbourne. It's impossible to say, although I'm not sure Ross Lyon takes too kindly to complacency. Mm, yeah. um, but they've, I mean, their percentage to me says it all. Like, I'm, I think I mentioned on the Bye Bonanza, I'm someone who looks at percentage quite a lot to judge a team. It was a great indicator that Brisbane would fly up the ladder the year before they did because they had a really yeah. high percentage despite losing a lot of games. Then they shot up. Like, the percentage is a good indicator. And I think the percentage of 104 reflects about where they're at. Average, maybe slightly above average team. Having said that, we're a bottom three team. So it's going to be an interesting game, although unconvincing is a very polite way of describing the Saints in the last few weeks. They played one quarter of footy against North Melbourne. Now, North Melbourne might as well have you and me. But (laughs) um, yeah, and that's yeah, you need one quarter and they beat North Melbourne. But at the end of the day, you need to be better than that if you want to be a finals team. And I think they're gonna I think they're gonna bring more intensity. Let's put it that way. Yeah, well the four losses last six weeks have been against Richmond, who have been in some pretty good form and um we we ran with them on the weekend. Uh Brisbane, they have also lost to Gold Coast and Melbourne in that six week span. So you know, three of those four teams are finals contenders. The Gold Coast loss was right after they fired Stewie Jew. And for some reason, every AFL team in the history of mankind that's fired a coach wins the week after. It's just a thing. I don't know why. I can't explain it, but it just happens. So that is the reasoning for that. Now, we, are, as you said, off the top, mate, we are recording this quite early. So we don't actually have this, even the squads. We don't have the selected teams. We don't even have the squads. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a little bit of a squad prediction. Now, we've both been strong in our views on selection the last few weeks, Liam. So we're going to put our money where our mouth is here. And we are going to say what we would like to see happen with the squads. Uh, We know there's going to be a force change with Ned Reeves out. So that is the force change due to suspension. But any other ins and outs, we're going to put our money where our mouth is it's all good for us to be strong in our criticism on the selection, but we need to put our own two cents in. So I'm going to let you go first, Liam, with this out or the forced out, shall I say. Is there any more uh, squad selections that you would like to see happen? 
Uh, well, Meek will come in for Reeves. That's the first thing. Yeah. Uh, as much as Denver is a talented player, he was a traffic cone last week, which is no, he was set up to fail, as we've talked about on the podcast and in articles, respectively. Yeah. So I think he has to come out. Whether Cozzy plays this week will be interesting. If he doesn't play, I think that's cards marked. Yeah. If he does play, he's playing for his career. So I think it'll be one of Cozzy or maybe Brandon Ryan or potentially Max Ramson if we decide to take Frost out for Blank. I'd love to see James Blank come in as well. I'm not sure if Frost will go out and I would be playing Blank ahead of Frost. St. Kilda don't have much of a tall forward line at the moment with Max King out. But I think Cozzy or Ryan, Cozzy, Ryan or Ramson for um, DGB. Yeah. I'd be keeping the changes pretty minimal because we did actually, you know, we played quite well for three and a bit quarters of that game. Um, wouldn't be shocked if maybe Weddle gets managed as well. Okay. Yeah, I don't mind that. Uh, and, and the thing here with the youngsters and what I wouldn't be surprising at least one of them managed is it did look like we just genuinely ran out of legs in that last quarter. So you could be onto something there. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Meek is coming in for Reeves. I don't think that is negotiable. I think that's just going to happen. Uh, I do think that it's going to be Ramsden for DGB. Dougal Howard, and we'll speak about this just shortly after this, but Dougal Howard is a confirmed out. Uh, He's having surgery. I think St. Kilda's back line is going to be quite small. So if we can go in with Mitch Lewis and Max Ramsden, who are both 200 plus centimetres, I think that's going to be a better way to stretch. Uh, the only chance of DGB staying in the side is if Cozzy comes in for someone like a Tyler Brockman who's being managed. Um, but I do think the two changes will be Ramsden and Meek in for Reeves and Granger Barras. Um, and that's what that's where I stand with selection right now. But there are definitely a few different avenues that could be taken by the coaching staff and me personally, I'm very interested to see what happens. When we look at the Saints, Brad Hill and Dougal Howard are going to be the confirmed outs due to injury. We're not going to spend too long predicting their side because this isn't what that what this podcast is about. So, Liam, we move on. How can St Kilda win this game? Now, we saw the Hawks beat the Saints back in round 11 in what was a fantastic win uh, they're at Marvel Stadium, but how can they turn the tables? How can St Kilda win this game against us on Sunday? I think it's the way they play. Like they, they're not, they're not going to beat, they're not going to beat us in clearances resoundingly. They're 14th for clearance differential. If they do well in that, they're winning the game, plain and simple. But the main way they're going to win a game even if they just play normally, is the way they play off half-back. Obviously, they've got some really good half-backs. A couple of them you know, may not be there. You know, Brad Hill likes to run down there. Dougal Howard probably allows them to run off a bit more because he can cover. But they allow more marks than any other team in the competition. So they're not afraid to let you chip the ball around at half-back. They let you have the football a fair bit. And against us, that might be a good strategy because eventually young team will make a mistake and that's where they're really good. And they also rank six for tackles per minute of opposition possession as well. So they're a really good pressure team. And they sign, but they simultaneously let you have the ball in primarily areas that aren't that dangerous. So I think it's it's going to be forcing turnovers and pouncing on mistakes is how they're going to beat us. Most off their halfback line, I would say. Yeah, beautiful. I really like that. My point and the way I think St. Kilda win this game 
is somewhat similar to yours and it's the it's the possession game it is the time of possession so when i did my research into st kilda i found that they uh they were first in the competition for disposals per game they were second in the competition for marks taken per game and they're actually first in the afl for total distance covered per game so when all their players gps uh, results are taken at the end of the game. St Kilda ranked first for kilometers covered by quite a substantial margin from memory. So I think if St Kilda can just dominate possession, hold the ball, chip it around, and force Hawthorne to defend for long periods of time, we're going to see a fairly similar narrative to what happened at the MCG last week, where I think come the fourth quarter, we may just run out of legs because St Kilda have shown all year through that one statistic that they have no problems running out a very solid four quarters of football, a very strong running four quarters of football. And what did Richmond trip us up with running football and forcing the young Hawks to just run out of juice so if St Kilda are going to win this game, it's going to be through dominating possession, taking those uncontested marks that they rank so highly in the AFL for and forcing the young Hawks to burn their fuel tickets through defence. So uh, that's how I see St Kilda winning the game. Let's move on to a danger player. Liam, I have a slight suspicion who you're going to go through here and it's just, it, it's a pattern and it's, you know what? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think your your a your calling card, your ace of spades, is talking a certain position. And for some reason, I just have this tingling feeling that you're going to talk ruck. So lay it on me. By tingling feeling, you mean it's in front of you? But um, <laughs> but yes, I'm. I I realize I'm almost playing a character at this point. But equally, Rowan Marshall is a really really good footballer. He. Wouldn't, I would not be shocked given the amount of games Sean Darcy's missed if he's in the All-Australian squad, to be honest. I don't think he gets in the team ahead of Tim English. But given that Sean Darcy's missed so many games and I can't remember. And, you know, some other players have just not played enough games to realistically be a contender. The fact that Rowan Marshall rates elite among rucks for disposals, kicks, intercepts, clearances, stoppage clearances, tackles, meters gained, freeze four at marks is pretty good. Jeez, that's a decent record, isn't it? Yeah, he poses a threat forward of the football. His, his goal kicking is actually... I'm so, I was surprised when I saw this that he only averages 0.2 goals per game. So I, I thought that would have been higher. But we know he is a threat forward. And we saw last week against North Melbourne late in the game. And yes, I know it's North Melbourne. But what he did a lot in the last quarter, and he really caused problems, he would go up at the centre bounce. He would then immediately go play as an extra forward. And he did that really well. He posed a threat. He kicked a goal. Really nice goal, actually. And... He's also only average for contested marks. So this may not be the game where you see a massive mountain of ruck marking, especially given that, that you know, Lloyd Meek is not exactly renowned for his marking. It was one of the biggest critiques of his game coming across. And I've really liked Lloyd Meek, but that has borne true. But yeah, so Rowan Marshall, and because he's so athletic as well, he's, I think Meek as a result is actually a better matchup for Marshall than Reeves would have been. Anyway, there are some games where Reeves is a better match up when he's playing well and others where it's Lloyd. I think yeah. Roland Marshall is definitely a Lloyd Meek matchup. Ned Reeves, you know, if you remember, he played really well on Tim English, that slightly taller, still very athletic ruck, but 
doesn't exploit can't burn you the same way Marshall can, especially with Marshall's Ford craft. Yeah. But yeah, so that's that I'm going with Ryan Marshall because of what he can do both in the middle and then forward of the football. Yeah, beautifully said, mate. I, I agree with everything you say. I do personally have more confidence in Lloyd Meek coming up against Rowan Marshall because I think their play styles are extremely similar, as you said. And it sort of goes back to remember when Ben McAvoy came over in 2014 and a lot of the ruck responsibilities between he and David Hale centered on who we were playing that week. And the coaches came out and said it was a horses for courses sort of selection process with the rucks and if one of these two in ned and lloyd can't stand up and say for sure that they are the number one ruck it might turn into something similar where depending on the ruckman we go up against is depending on who plays because they are two polar opposites in terms of their ruck style so uh yeah it's definitely going to be an interesting watch and it does just get the feeling that if Rowan Marshall can put a stamp on this game, it's going to make it very hard. But I'm going in a different direction, obviously, because uh, if I just said the exact same things as you, that'd make a very boring podcast. I'm going for an underrated little player this year who actually ranks really, really well for halfback flankers. And uh, I don't know if it pl- is because he plays for St Kilda or I don't know if it's because St Kilda have another really high profile halfback flanker slash midfielder that's dominating this year. But I'm going to talk about Naziah Wangani Millera and he is as smooth as silk. It's, it's really nice watching him run around. Uh, he averages 23 disposals per game, 466 meters gained, six marks, which sort of ties into my point about how they're going to win the game. And this is the big one. He ranks elite in the competition for effective kicks per game. He doesn't waste a disposal, this guy. And if Hawthorne keep Finn McGuinness in the side and send him to Jack Sinclair, which I think is going to happen, uh, and we had a fairly good result earlier in the year tagging Jack Sinclair out of the game. I think he had 18 disposals, uh, but it was six kicks, 12 handballs. Similar stat line to Dan Rioli last week when Finn was on him. So we really limited his impact, but... If this guy gets off the chain and has 25-plus disposals off halfback, he's going to be one of the ones limiting that time of possession for the Hawks, making us defend and sort of run around in circles because, as I said, he doesn't waste a disposal, this guy. He is all class. I think, obviously, putting time into Jack Sinclair is going to be a priority, but this guy shouldn't be too far behind. Yeah, agreed with everything you just said. He's quick. He uses the ball well. And that, that's the thing, really. When you come out of halfback, someone who's efficient with the ball, they kill you every time. You take And someone who takes territory when doing so, especially. So, yeah, I think you're 100% right. He is a player to watch and is probably not getting covered because he plays for St. Kilda. I, I'd agree with that. I would agree with that 100%. But let's talk about the fun stuff. Enough with the St. Kilda stuff. Let's, go to, let's get into the stuff that we want to hear. Liam? How do the Hawks win this game? How do we do the double against the Saints and take the clean sweep into the offseason? Well, let's start with kicking straight. Let's get that out of the way. Remember what happened last time. Need not mention it further. Yeah. Um, the midfield. They, they're a poor clearance team. They rank 14th in the competition for clearance differential, as I said earlier. So plain and simple, it's being able to get on top in the middle and drive the ball forward so you have opportunities. Mitch Lewis is a terrific converter. He converts hard shots. Very well, as does Luke Bruce, Dylan Moore. So basically, it's get opportunities for the forward line 
And the best way we're going to do that is probably out of the middle when it's 666 and Dougal Howard isn't able to just kind of set everything up and patrol. Yeah, it's, it's been our call card all year, really, the midfield. Um, and there's As soon absolutely... as I mentioned Dougal Howard, I remember he's out, by the way. so <laughs> That makes it even better, doesn't it? So it's one less obstacle we have to overcome. Uh, and yeah, it would be nice to see Mitchie Lewis have a big day out. I, I feel like he's had a, a big string of really tough matchups. So hopefully he can get off the chain this week. I'm going to go a little bit different with mine, and it's... Uh, the slingshot footy, the rebound game. I look back to last time we played St Kilda and James Sicily's stat line. 43 disposals, 16 marks. He used the ball at 91%. He had 11 score involvements, 658 metres gained. It was one of the all-time great games. Um, and this time we are playing St Kilda without Max King. So it's one less real big key responsibility we have to look out for. I think with the Saints' lack of tall forward and, you know, the lack of presence they have down there with Frost locking down like he has the last few weeks, I feel like the likes of Sicily, Jack Scrimshaw, Will Day when he goes back there are going to be able to clean up the scraps. And it's about turning those intercept disposals, which I think we're going to have a lot of, into scores. That's going to be the key. When we did it in the first three quarters against Richmond, we looked unbelievable. There was the chain where Sicily took an intercept mark, switched the ball to Scrimshaw, who bit off the 45 kick into the corridor to Jarman Impey. Jarman wheeled, hit Chad Wingard, and Finn McGuinness ended up with a goal in the goal square. We need those sorts of chains in this game because I feel like we're going to be able to take our fair share of intercept marks but it's then turning those into scores that's going to win us the game. So that's the fun stuff. That's what we want to hear. Now, do we think that the Hawks are going to win? So I'm going to throw to you first. Tip and a margin. I'll give my tip and margin, and then we'll both go a BOG before we get out of here. So tip, margin, who are we going? I have been umming and ahhing and tossing and turning ever since I realized I'd be on this. All right, so I'm going to tip an eight-point margin. Yep. And I am going to go in favour of the Hawks, which is probably not what anyone expected from me. Normally someone is quite dour and boring, but I think the Hawks will get up by eight points. I'm actually going to be at the game, so it's going to be hopefully all the more enjoyable. Yeah, hopefully you're the lucky charm, my friend. And I like that bit of optimism. It's a bit different from you, but maybe you're just, maybe Timmy is rubbing off on you. All those Soaring to New Heights podcasts, you're just starting to... You know, Uzi's energy. I'm I'm agreeing with you. I'm a pretty optimistic dude as well. But I think this week we match up so well against St. Kilda and it's their lack of a tall forward that scares me from their perspective. I think James Sicily and Jack Scrimshaw are going to have huge days. Uh, I think Hawthorne win by 21 points and we do the double. I can't wait. But this is the important part. You and Daz have an uncanny ability of somehow some way at least picking someone who ends up with four stars, if not the five in my article, who are you going with this week? I said it last time I was on a podcast for a Marvel game. I think we know with Jarman Impey, the fast back I think will suit him. I think Sicily is going to cop a lot of extra attention. And one of the best sub six foot markers in the competition, I would almost say Jarman Impey, like especially as an interceptor, like he's sub six foot and marks the ball. Like he's a lot taller. Yep. 
I think he might have an absolute field day on the fast deck at Marvel. So I'm going to pick him. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. I think one of the last games he played at Marvel, uh, before he went out with injury, uh, he had an absolutely massive day there. So uh, definitely on the cards, I'm going to go Will Day. And it's based on the role that he's been playing. He's been getting his fair share of center bounce attendances. So I still think he's going to put up pretty good midfield numbers, but uh, he's also being put behind the ball. And it just goes along with my theme of those intercept disposals. I think Will Day can see himself behind the ball and have a real impact bouncing, uh, bouncing off the halfback flank. So um, I think Will Day... Uh, is the one for me and I hope and talking Hawks fans if he does get the five I promise it's not rigged this is being recorded at a completely different time and my integrity will remain but I think that's about it Liam there's a few little messages so please make sure to uh, check out the player review please make sure to check out the player sponsors uh, so you can Sponsor Denver Granger Barras, Jai Newcomb, or Jazz Fleming. Uh, there's some big Jazz Fleming news that has dropped recently, according to Liam. So yep. uh, get it on while the train is rolling. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube, follow on Facebook, follow on Twitter, follow on Instagram, all that good stuff. Liam, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Thank you for being on. No problem. Uh, just quickly, the Jazz Fleming news is that she is a co-vice captain of our AFLW team. Well, wow, start go. in just over a month. So get on board as they sort of new heights. How is that for a scoop? So jump on the Jazz Fleming player sponsorship. She is the co-vice captain of the Hawks AFL team. So why wouldn't you want to jump on and sponsor her? She's a star. So are you, Liam. And so are you, Hawks fans. Good luck with the game. Enjoy from wherever you're watching. Thank you for listening. Go the Hawks. <laughs>